tuning into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 446 with Hailu Theodros, and he discusses folding versus sitting when changing direction 180 degrees. So which one is more favourable? How can we coach the athlete into a, into that position? And what is the result? So really interesting clip coming up with Hailu. Just before we do dive into this episode today, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode. Rock Daisy's athlete management system gives sports organisations the opportunity to focus on the important parts of human performance. No more endless spreadsheets and logging into multiple systems. Rock Daisy enables you to centralise, analyse, and visualise your data. To see how Rock Daisy can help your organisation, check out rockdaisy.com and sign up for a free trial. Cool. You put a really interesting post out. I think it might have been the post that was like, right, I need to stop messing about because he's been on my list for a while and get highly on the podcast. And it was it was the slowed down video of a of a one eighty turn, and you were talking about how much time two uh, com- uh, comparative athletes were in the hole, and that was that brings me on yep. to my next point around folding versus sitting in terms of what the athlete looks like and does in that 180 turn. Can you explain that a little bit more for us? Yeah, yeah no. So um, that was, that was just post around um, some of the, some positive change I thought would be interesting to share. I think it was a great learning experience for me over that, over that, over the course of that intervention, so to speak, but um, uh, kind of what we, how we were managed to able to improve that individual's change direction ability by focusing on that deceleration more so. Um, and the biggest point that we, that came from that was actually um, helping to teach that individual uh, how to fold versus sitting. And and what we're talking about when we're talking about, or what I'm talking about, referring to when I'm talking about uh, folder versus sitting is, we know that in deceleration, uh, dropping center of mass um, is, a, is a key KPI. Uh, a dropping center of mass is a key K- KPI for braking. But but more particularly, how well did, how did that, indiv- how does that individual actually execute um, the dropping of center of mass and there's commonly in, in in the athletes that i've coached commonly those two two different ways that are two different buckets that people sit in they have a fold or they sit and what we're referring to specifically is um do you drop center of mass by um by flexing through trunk hip knee and ankle and then I'm, i would kind of describe that as crumbling into flexion um or are you able to actually remain uh, fairly vertical and disciplined within your trunk and uh, achieve more of that drop of hip and um, drop of center of mass or drop of the hip through predominantly the hip knee and ankle and whilst the trunk remains fairly disciplined so those are the two buckets I commonly uh, fit people into um, and if I they probably then go on to the, the relevance of this is is um Sitting allows allows for center of mass to be projected down and back and shifting towards that penultimate step and in order and probably facilitates facilitates using the penultimate foot contact um a lot more and from the research that uh, a lot of the guys have done that there is a massive importance for that breaking large amount of breaking to take place on that penultimate foot contact um versus actually folding at the at the trunk um and folding forward to drop center of mass probably reinforces, well not probably, definitely reinforces center of mass to shift forward onto the front leg and actually doesn't encourage sitting back and preparing for the new direction and creating that nice stable base of support in order to to really counteract forward momentum and create the appropriate braking forces in the right direction. 
So is the, the obviously the importance of the the trunk and the the orientation of the trunk to be able to decelerate and then reaccelerate. Is that something that is isolated in terms of a training in, in training capacity, or is that something that's a result of something else? Um, I, I don't I wouldn't say it was one or the other. I think it could be a, an amalgamation of both. It could be someone's individual uh, capacity that's forcing a fold in action. Maybe they don't. Uh, uh, they aren't able to produce the right amount of forces, eccentric forces, um, to to at the lower limb in order to to create the right amount of braking needed. So then, therefore, the more of the body needs to be involved in that braking action or, or counteracting that folding that um, that forward momentum, um, or actually it is maybe that individual doesn't have the confidence to be able to increase touchdown distance and and just probably a good point place to to kind of just simplify this again but through coaching deceleration and and through many of the conversations that we've had we very much feel like deceleration in many ways is the inverse of acceleration so in acceleration where we see um hip height going from low to high uh we would see in deceleration hip height going from high to low um, when we when we refer to touchdown distance, we want ideally want to decrease touchdown distance in acceleration in order to increase our propulsive forces. Similarly, um, well, the inverse of that would be increasing our touch our touchdown distance in order to increase the amount of braking forces that we're going to apply to the ground, um, and de- in order to brake better or decelerate better. So I think that's important to kind of go back to that point, and that's always been my kind of when things maybe get confusing. How can I understand it better? And actually, the folding, the folding action, doesn't support our ability to increase touchdown distance. Doesn't support our ability to um, to redirect into the new direction. Actually, but when we look at sitting action, it definitely does support that a lot more. We get to reorientate our body into the right direction, um, and as a result of that increase touchdown distance, drop center of drop center of mass effectively, drop hip height whilst increasing touchdown distance. Um and uh and actually having a negative hip displacement across the steps as opposed to what we would see in acceleration, which is a, a positive hip displacement across the steps. Does that make sense? I know that's clear. Yeah, hundred percent. I know this may sound super rudimentary, but as the athlete is accelerating, maintain speed and then as soon as they drop into uh, looking to decelerate and then potentially reaccelerate, which is most likely going to happen in the sports that you and I have been involved in, you more than me, would you yeah. be able to take us through what you're actually looking yeah. for as that as that athlete starts to decelerate? Then we can have a little look at, at drills and things to be able to, to coach them into these kind of positions. Yeah, so again, uh, kind of, I'll, I'll keep on referring back to some of uh Damien's work but um I'm predominantly looking at the anti-penultimate foot contact the penultimate foot contact and the final foot contact and if we're starting from the anti-penultimate um we we use this phrase of projecting back but actually does that is that individual able to increase touchdown distance have the confidence to increase touchdown distance so step their get their foot out in front of them and project themselves backwards in order to counteract forward momentum that we get from acceleration or linear speed um and then progressively over those steps as much as we are projecting backwards are we also able to drop our center of mass in order to and, and the importance of dropping center of mass is, is 
is so that we can apply those forces more horizontally in the opposite direction. And it's really, really challenging to stay very vertical and increase touchdown distance from an anatomical standpoint as well. And again, I'll refer back to acceleration. It's very ex hard to uh, project yourselves forwards when you're in a very upright position. Um, so that's kind of uh, the, completely the inverse there. So across the antipenultima anti and the penultimate foot contact, are they able to increasingly step uh, in front of their base of support, remain fairly upright in their trunk whilst dropping their center of mass? Um, and I thought that is a real, can be a little bit tricky to, to, to see, but again, it is very much this sitting action. Like we're sitting, almost sitting on a toilet is probably a good way to say it. We wouldn't flex our trunk to sit on the toilet. We, we stay very fairly vertical. Um, so we're sitting into our hips, dropping through our hips. And then when we get close to that final foot contact, we're hoping that a large portion of our, uh, our, our breaking has been done in the antipenultimate and the penultimate foot contact and our, um, and our final foot contact is is to really create a real final block against our forward momentum before helping us to project into the new direction. And um, uh, again, we're, we're looking in that position is actually the orientation should be of the trunk, but then also the shin on that final foot contact should be directing towards a new direction. But then also... Um, actually the ranges of motion that that individual goes into should be fairly shallow um, in, uh, in on the final foot contact, providing that they've done sufficient work in the preceding steps. And again, getting out of the hole and how, how long you take to get in and out of the hole, um, a lot of the time for me, if you spend too long in the hole, it's probably a lot of the time because you haven't done enough in the in the previous steps and your final foot contact is working extremely hard, not only to break, but then also to re-accelerate. Whereas almost I see those preceding steps as helping your final foot contact out. Can we help, our, can we help ourselves out by uh, doing more work in the earlier steps so that my final foot contact is, has a larger emphasis on, on, on projecting into the new direction than it has slowing momentum down. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. This clip came from episode number 446 with Hailu Theodros, and the full episode can be found on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to you for tuning in. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll chat to you next time.